This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit the Road. This is India's number one podcast for all you cycling and triathlon enthusiasts. My name is Rohan Thakkar, and it's great to be back with another exciting episode. This one's super exciting because we have officially the youngest guest on our podcast, and he's none other than Om Hitendra Mahajan. Hey, Om, welcome to the podcast, man. Hi, thank you so much. He just broke. Uh, the Guinness Book of World Records of doing K to K in just eight days, seven hours, and thirty-eight minutes—amazing! And I remember exactly one year back, I spoke with Bharat Pannu, Lieutenant Colonel Bharat Pannu, who did the exact same record. Um, and Om broke his record this year. Wow! This—the uh, course of K to K has been really exciting and competitive in the last few years. Uh, previously, Om's uncle, that is Mahendra Mahajan, broke the record a little more than a year back. Uh, we were there uh, with Om, uh, Om's father, that is Hitendra Mahajan and Mahendra Mahajan, uh, uh, and chatting about their exciting journey of cycling, uh, doing race across America. And uh, yes, there we were the partners for uh, the their Sea to Sky adventure. And now, exactly one year later, I am sitting with Om, where he's also breaking records. So yeah, I just thought, why not just sit up and chat with him on what's going on, man? Yeah, great. So Om, how was the journey? Uh, how how was it from your K to K? Yeah, so it was a hell of a journey, I would say, but it was too good. Like blissful, <laughs> blissful too. Yeah. Hmm. So it began <laughs> on 13th of November. Uh, I started hmm. uh, from Lal Chowk, Sri Nagar, at 6:22 a.m. Yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah. So uh, it was so cold, so cold. It was around zero to four degrees Celsius <laughs> at that time. Yes. And yes. Um, I I got tremendous love from you know Kashmir Mountain Biking Association and Hiking Association yes. who came yes. there for my yes. flag off. Later on. Hmm. Yeah, I started from Kashmir, uh, which then um, around a uh, 60 kilometers of patch, which is a very beautiful patch, a highway, and a flat terrain. So mm. after that, uh, you know, my vehicle was stopped at my support vehicle, primary support vehicle was stopped at a checkpoint. Over there, mm. uh, it was stopped and it was not allowed to go further. But I was uh, I was well prepared for it because. This is something which could happen in the area like Kashmir, so I, yes. I already had a puncture kit with me and you know uh, two three gels and some nutrition packed up with me already. Uh, so yeah, mm. and I I, I didn't so you continued yeah, solo from there. I continued solo from there, and my mm. second vehicle was waiting at Udhampur, which is like two yeah. hundred kilometers from there. Mm. So I had to ride self-supported for the next two hundred kilometers. Uh, oh. In which I had to face, you know, two carts of twenty twenty kilometers, and mm-hmm. um, a bad road. So uh, unfortunately, uh, on that day they were uh, doing the job of road widening, and so they, uh, you know, did some bombarding and uh, used JCBs to uh, create kind of artificial landslides. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was happening at regular intervals of around you could say five kilometers to ten kilometers. And uh, every time I I would I used to reach there, I had to wait for around uh, at least. Twenty minute or half an hour, so that you know they they could make it clear and uh, uh, allow the traffic to pass. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And how frequent was that? Yeah, this for was how around, long? Yeah, so uh, around ten ten minutes. Uh, 
ఫ్రస్ట్రేటింగ్ Yeah. so it feels bad uh, but uh, yeah so meanwhile uh, crossing such uh, circumstances i came across two punctures which i joined means which i repaired self yes. by myself yes. you know so here here the self the support vehicles uh, the crew is something which comes at a lot of help because uh, uh, making a repairing a puncture by yourself uh, and uh, it's time consuming yeah it's time it's time consuming secondly uh, you know make it's Three degrees Celsius. I am wearing two pairs of gloves. Mm. I have to remove them. Mm. I have to, you know, work with it. Then fingers kind yes. of are numb. And so, when you have a support vehicle, you could just, you know, uh, change the wheel and cling on and keep on going. Right. But yeah. Right. So this right. is something uh, which mm. uh, consumes a lot of times. And and yeah. after after getting so frustrated for the fixing two punctures was a really a challenge for me because mm. I was not really mentally prepared for that. Uh, yeah yeah i i knew i could i would uh, have to write self supported but these road closures and everything was hell of a time for me yeah yeah then sure. uh, later on so uh, yeah. of course we'll come to your journey of uh, your uh, your adventure of k2k but before that i want to know who were in your crew and how did this planning begin for you well so i am a uh, cyclist since since around 5 years 7 years around mm. and i was always into fast cycling into racing i was never mm. into endurance cycling it was just 3 yeah. months from now in the period of lockdown when i came with the thought uh, i just had a chat with my dad and i said that i want to do ram how feasible is it mm. for me to do it next year he mm. said that if you work hard uh, you got our support then the very next day i called up my coach mithen thakkar sir first i had yeah. to convince him that uh, i want to go into endurance cycling because <laughs> i was a hardcore racer and he trained me a lot uh, in racing also and so he was training you in racing yeah so mm. first of all i had to convince him that no i want to get into endurance as of now and mm. i will be racing also but uh, for now my yeah. target is ram 2021 mm-hmm. and yeah he was shocked first of all but then for the first time yeah then he got uh, you know he really took it seriously um, and he sent me the schedule so i started working on it then uh, our target was uh, was uh, you know uh, the deccan cliff hanger this november i was yes. preparing for that but it got postponed and, and mm. uh, because of covid so and i also had this thing kashmir to kanyakumari record in my mind uh because this was said by my uncle mahendra majan for the first time and it was yes. uh, done with a really competitive time uh by bharat mm. panu sir in la- last year so i always had that in my mind that i want to get that get that record back in majan family so yeah uh, i wanted to do it <laughs> and so i thought that i was going good in form actually i was planning it to do it in february uh, mm-hmm. yeah but uh, because of my further education in the states united states i may have got no may have want to go to the states and i couldn't do it yeah. in february and also mm. i was in form already pre training for dc decorative hanger but this decorative right. hanger got postponed so i got a window for it and amazing yeah i went for it uh, so before this i had to apply for guinness because it takes 3 months for them to give the approval and all also world ultra cycling mm. association 
because I want I wanted to do a record record recognized by both of them. Which which association? World Ultra Cycling Association. Okay. Yeah. So these two World Ultra Cycling Association and Guinness World Records need to be informed mm. uh, quite beforehand. Uh, you start the record, and once you get the approval from both of them, then only you can begin with the record. Yeah, mm. so it was around three months uh, that I uh, registered with both of them and let them yeah. know. Then I got their flag like, yeah, you can go for the record. I got their mm. approval and then I started on 15th. I, I was supposed to start on 15th, but I started on 13th because there was a high prediction of uh, rains and snowfall, which actually happened. So, mm. you know, I was going to drive down with my crew vehicles on 15th. Uh, I was to, about to reach on 15th, but I flied flight to Kanya, Kashmir with a bicycle and the crew vehicles mm. uh, left early because of these predictions so we started on 13th right yeah mm. so this was what happened before the record <laughs> interesting so tell me Om, uh, in three months how did you prepare from being a racer yeah a short distance uh, master tracer to an ultra cyclist how did this transition happen what was uh, what were some of the changes that uh, you brought in your training your diet etc yeah so basically i was never a master specialist i was a time trial specialist i ah. yeah i love to race against the clock so <laughs> yeah there also it was my specialization was in individual riding so mm. i you know it was uh and here also it was going to be an individual riding racing against the clock so mm-hmm. yeah with that mindset i was prepared for it but you know there are many things like uh, sitting on the saddle for so long and uh, yes. yeah and i had zero experience of ultra cycling this was my first ultra event and hmm. yeah so i began training with uh, mithen sir uh, he used to send me schedule so the number of hours uh, in the training got increased a lot uh, yeah yeah so sitting on sitting on the saddle your mental temperament and all thing things hmm. uh, that was what to be what was to be built also then i started meditating and doing a lot of yoga in the morning mm. which helped mm. a lot and you know the techniques taught by Bishmaraj Bam sir who is no more with us today but yes, uh, yeah he yes. taught my dad and uncle which your dad passed. did mention about that yeah, yeah. Mm. that's something which really magical but and mm. yeah someone if masters it nothing is impossible I would say so mm. yeah those techniques I used to practice those techniques you know visualization and all uh, mm. yeah so uh, such things were uh, and nutrition is something which many athletes you know over overlook but uh, yes it's very really essential uh, it's not necessary to hire a dietitian and go as per the plans but you know you you, you yourself must uh, like in my case what i did was that i monitored uh, around uh, the calorie loss and uh, just you know mm. a gross in gross estimate of how much intake of carbohydrates proteins and uh, fats will i need on the daily right. basis yeah, so mm. I used to just, you know, monitor that uh, because there is a uh, scientific ratio of all uh, which is needed by our body. So accordingly, mm. I monitored that and I used to make sure that I consume that much of uh, nutrients on daily right. basis. That's what that like I never went for, you know, a specific uh, diet or something like that. Just uh, mm. normal uh, food from home, cooked in home. And uh, yeah, it it's you know yes you just need to focus ki nahi. Uh, abhi ek ek vati dal khaiye to do 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 uh, bowl dal pina hai. Yeah, fir chicken chicken khalo ya yeah, something like that you know. Mm, mm. Uh, so you you need to just find the uh, sources which are uh, readily available and uh, readily available and easily consumable. So yeah, you don't you just you know fo- focus on those consumption and it, you're good to go. But you must do that. Right. 
this was uh, the nutrition and the cycling aspect and also the yoga mm. which helped me mentally prepare but one more aspect mm. of this was like gymming uh, strength uh, strength training weight training which used to happen in evening i should do a lot of weight training in the gym in the evenings so yeah so the morning it was cycling uh, then earlier it was yoga cycling then evening it was gym and night it was visualization that's how the day went so this was your routine since how long since the last 3 months yeah 3 months hmm yeah, and mean i had also done one uh, 24 hour self time trial right yeah so i did a 24 hour simulation around nasik only so hmm. from nasik i went to dhure and from dhure i came back to nasik and from nasik i did 3 laps of ghoti so that was around hmm. 555 kilometers which i covered in 24 yeah. hours but the thing was that it uh, it was uh, very much challenging because uh there were strong winds and the m- major challenge was like out of 24 hours all 24 hours it was raining <laughs> there was yeah, n- i remember no time where there was no rain post of that hmm. yeah so yeah that was uh, quite challenging because it uh, showed me an aspect of uh, ultra cycling and uh, hmm. yeah it uh, told me how to overcome things like uh, at times i used aluminum foil to make my uh, shoes waterproof and all such mm. small small things which helped a lot for this record mm. but still riding for 24 hours and riding for 24 hours for eight eight times consecutively is a different aspect so yeah. i i could if you had asked me this thing uh, three months ago i would have replied that i am under prepared because i had, mm. and ultra cycling is all about experience yes yeah so yes. Uh, because because i was underage i couldn't do any braves I have just done one brave in my life. That is a 200 kilometer BRM, which I did, mm. did it at a, at my age of 11. So at that time it was allowed. What? Yeah. So <laughs> I I did it in 13 hours 17 minutes. You are allotted yeah. 13 hours 30 minutes. But that was that time I was 11 years of age, and I did it at that time, and I became the youngest randonneur. Mm-hmm. And since then, since then, I think the very next year the law was passed that no one under 18 can do it. and yeah 16 to but 18 but i think you can uh, do it with an adult uh, yeah that too if you are above 16 above, okay, 16 above 16 and not any mm. adult it has to be your father or mother <laughs> ah and if father leaves you have to leave and if you leave your father has to live hmm. yeah ha ne to apne jo participant hai wo bhi to adult hi hai exactly <laughs> right that's interesting yeah so we have a prodigy here guys <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, it's very interesting to know. Of course, we'll come to your adventure yeah. of Keto K, which is uh, the theme of this episode. But uh, the one reason why I wanted to speak with you is we don't have many young cyclists uh, around. Yeah. So, at least around my vicinity. So, uh, whoever I have conversed with are about thirty for now, <laughs> at least for now. So, how did this cycling kida come into your life? and why ultra cycling why not anything else cycling was always a part of my life you know uh, hmm. i was given a tricycle at at the time when i was not able to walk so yeah <laughs> yeah so from that age cycle has yeah, been an integral part of my hmm. life I, i used to go to hmm. school on my bicycle everywhere i used to hmm. go still till now wherever i go i go on my bicycle there's no nothing doing because i don't have a license here <laughs> so yeah see that's okay yeah that's not about <laughs> that's hmm. not about you know just uh, Mm. see uh, when you can ride a cycle uh, faster than a bike you don't need a bike exactly <laughs> that that's what was my attitude you know till now and yeah, yeah. it goes on so cycling mm. was always a integral part of my life and mm. yeah, you know all my life has been on cycle you could say 
Um, hmm. Yeah, so this uh, cycling thing which you are talking about is something, uh, you know, uh, since uh, school games, you could say. And yeah, uh, yeah so I began my cycling uh, just, you know, uh, riding in um, yeah, around the house in the, yeah, yeah on the road just like that and then don't uh, tell me around the house mean you came, went to dhule and back or you did some loops no, of kasara so that, that was your around the house <laughs> so that was that was how i began with it but uh, yeah. later on at the age of 11 by the age of 11 my dad and uncle were doing braveways and uh, yes. yeah and at that time it was the first brave of nasik city uh, organized mm. by my uncle so I, I i i was aware of it and i trained for it accordingly and i did it so mm. I entered into the competitive cycling scenario with uh, an endurance outlook. Mm. But uh, later on, I I was too much into racing because of school games and you know CFI yeah. uh, nationals and everything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I also secured medals in states for uh, school games and also have yeah. represented twice Maharashtra state at uh, national uh, level cycling road cycling. So when was it? It was the in 2018 and now in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the junior division. Yeah, under seventeen. Hmm. First it was under fourteen. Once in under fourteen. Once in under seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So later on, uh, as I said, I was never into ultra cycling. I was never going to be into ultra cycling. But uh, in 2019, I went to crew Kabir Rasure for his solo mm-hmm. race across America. And uh, you were there with him. Yeah, I was there with him. So mm-hmm. there I saw him riding, and uh, you know I I. I, I to be frank, uh, I had two great ultra cyclists in my house, but mm. I had never crewed for them or I had never uh, seen them uh, ride for such long distances. I have trained with them, I have done rides with them, but not an mm. ultra event. I have not been there in an ultra event with them. Mm. So mm. basically, I would say that all the uh, means the main inspiration or main motivation what I got or encouragement what I got to go into ultra cycling was all Kabir Rasure. And is now, mm. yeah. So later on, you know, dad and uncle always inspired me. But uh, getting into ultra cycling, the reason is Kabir Rasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He showed me how. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So when you see it yeah. in front of your eyes, that khun ka taste lag jata hai. I have seen him ride for hours hmm. and hours for days in hmm. ram, hmm. and hmm. Uh, you know, I was I I, I was like, nahi yaar, apne ko ye karna hai. We have to do this. Hmm. So yeah, and in lockdown, there was like a circumstances where I had a break for my racing training and there yeah. were no events to go. So I, I thought that unless and until there is no goal, I won't be uh, disciplined. So I mm. said, I was, I always had that in my back of my mind of doing RAM and I also wanted, wanted to be the youngest RAM finisher. So mm. if I do it next year, probably I, I would be the Asia's youngest and also probably the world's youngest. Oh wow! Yeah, so that that's what the aim was, and I came to uh, decision of doing it in meanwhile lockdown. And so, so we have already had Asia's first uh, Ram winner, that is your uh, relatives, your father and your uncle. Yeah. And now you will be the youngest uh, Asian to do so. Yeah, that's amazing. So. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so that's how that's I got into ultra cycling. Yeah, that was my cycling journey. So, uh, have you felt a shift in your mindset uh, for after transitioning from uh, ITT to ultra racing? Yeah, a lot. Because, 
I always say if anyone would have asked me three months ago that uh, would I be able to do this, it would be a big no, because mm-hmm. uh, you know I would say that physical strength is just the ten percent what you are dependent yep. on in ultra cycling. It's all mm-hmm. your mental strength because you might be physically tremendously fit and fresh, but if your mind mm-hmm. gives up, you are just not going ahead. But mm-hmm. uh, even if you are fatigued, hundred percent fatigued and just not able to ride, but if your yeah. mind is you know battling, you are going to go ahead. Yes. Yes. So it's all a mind game, and uh, mm. I, I myself self discovered my abilities, like how mentally strong I am. Like mm. I, as even at the start of before the start of the re, uh, expedition, Kashmir to Kanyakumari, I was never, you know, uh, like very much confident about my mental mindset. I was afraid that I would give up mentally, even though I am mm. physically fit. But um, yeah. I, you know, I uh, discovered that no, I had that, uh, you know, I just wanted to do it. And whenever yeah. I thought of something negative, I used to always think and say to me that, uh, you know, if I cannot do it, no one can do it. So if it is going to be done, it's going to be me. And yeah, yeah these these this mental strength development which came, it was all due to those bamsers training. Mm. Yeah, it's completely mm. Mm, because of that. Because uh, you know, small small things like uh, you need to talk to your own body, right from your hair to nail, from the yeah yeah leg hair to the toenail. You need to talk completely to your body. You know, if you mm. even you talk to each and every tendon of your body, said no, you need to uh, persuade it and uh, you know dedicate it by rewarding it something like. I used to say that uh, this uh, breath of mine and this uh, sunray, all the energy from uh, all the energy that is coming from it is completely dedicated to this exercise mm-hmm. body. Yeah, so this is how you you need to you, because you can't be like shut up legs do what I tell you to do. They will say <laughs> why why would I do it for you? You have to yeah be calm. You have to be polite and uh, show love towards them. You have to thank mm-hmm. them. So I used to give them gratitude. You know you are doing a great job. You just mm-hmm. keep going. Uh, you will get everything you want. You're you're really doing good, and uh, this is for you. This is how I talk to my muscles, and you know, at time this this is yes. this was at the worst times of my expedition. I was just going to give up, and I used to do this, which would keep me going. But do you uh, do you have that consciousness that you have to speak to your body uh, when you're in so much of fatigue? Do you remember at that point of time? Yeah, I absolutely remember uh, because uh, you know I was fatigued, but so you know I when I used to be fatigued, I used to do this basically. Mm. So whenever I used to feel pain, whenever I used to feel like giving up, I used to do this. Mm. Mm. So giving, feeling like giving up is something which you need to persuade your own mind, but feeling mm. fatigued is something you need to persuade the particular muscles or the yeah, body. Yeah. yeah. So feel, uh, feeling like giving up was was there a bit of times, but uh, for t- being fatigued is something which happens regularly. Hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's bound to happen. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Like riding hmm. for twenty two hours and sleeping not more than two hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> you are hmm. bound to get that fatigue. Exactly. So this is something very nice you said that uh, you don't you don't do your activity by rage. You do it with peace. Yeah. And you do it because you want to do it, not because you are having this hammer behind you that ye karna hai. exactly cool so moving on to your uh, adventure who were there with you i had first of all my uncle mahindra Majan was there with me uh, from the day hmm. one to the last day 
महेंद्र महाजन सर नितिन रौंदड़ सर डॉक्टर नितिन रौंदड़ मिलिंद वाड़ेकर सर पूर्वांश लखलानी ग्रेट फ्रेंड ऑफ माइंड ही इज ऑल्सो साइकलिस्ट एंड सागर बुंदाडे दीज फाइव पीपल वर फ्रॉम द बिगनिंग uh and uh, later on uh, in nagpur uh, my dad hitendra mahajan um, yep. manoj mahale uh, cyclist and a technician from nasik a great mm. friend of mine mm. um uh, and uh, um, rahul odekar was there he is also a technician yeah so okay. and kabir rasure <laughs> my mm. soul the greatest inspiration joined me फॉग for mm. and the bad air quality index uh, but uh, after delhi i uh, actually first day i slept at jalandhar after uh, 23 hours of riding then mm. next sleep i uh, next day sleep i slept at uh, after crossing delhi faridabad mm. yeah so uh, later on after faridabad i uh, then it was you know gwalior gwalior uh, i yeah. yeah so in gwalior there were unexpected heavy rains tremendous heavy rains and uh, but there was no stopping so after uh, riding those rains uh, crossing gwalior gwalior i had a break for dinner and uh, after gwalior um, it was still raining continuously i had a sl- mm. then later i had a sleep after crossing jhansi the third nights the third sleep i got at it was crossing after crossing jhansi then after crossing jhansi when i woke up <laughs> i dressed myself accordingly in the cold clothes i started riding it it again started raining <laughs> mm. yeah that something is really annoying and uh, yeah so after uh, cross it's a good training for ram then exactly <laughs> you get everything yeah in that course so after crossing jhansi i guess it was nagpur fifth mm. fifth day fifth day i crossed nagpur and nagpur i joined i got so much new crew <laughs> Mm. and so much potentially encouraging crew <laughs> yeah yeah my like even initially my crew was the best and uh, the later half also the crew was the best no doubt mm. but uh, yeah my dad was with me kabir was with me which gave me a great boost mm. and then after nagpur uh, then a main challenge was reaching bangalore because that patches like uh, once you cross anantapur anantapur is the hottest patch and mm. uh, from anantapur to bangalore anantapur lies at an altitude of 200 meters and bangalore lies at an altitude of around 900 meters so in mm. that that and that's just a patch of around less than 200 kilometers i guess and in that patch you are climbing around an altitude of uh, 700 meters yeah yeah so it's hell of a climb you know it's just a, just climbing 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 Yeah, yeah. And uh, after riding three thousand kilometers, when you come across such sections, <laughs> it's really uh, devastating <laughs> because mm. yeah. So daytime, I I was aiming that I will cover maximum distance, but because of heat and that that day was something which was having the strongest crosswinds at that time of my expedition. Mm. So mm. like the winds were from like left to right uh, diagonally uh, headwinds. 
and i couldn't you know uh, remove my right hand from the handlebar just because you know yeah. it, it would flow off my bike and mm. so that day my shoulder started paining uh but yeah everything is good until it uh, the sun goes off in my case <laughs> because mm. once the sun is down my you know i i see no motivation <laughs> i is it yeah i am i am like it's really a dull phase for me i mm-hmm. i start imagining really stupid things like you know uh <laughs> like uh, there are trees on both the sides of the roads then uh the, there is a gap between each tree so i see another tree inverted coming from the sky <laughs> so you did get hallucinations in that yeah this, this this was the very basic hallucination so mm. this was what happened to me every night and night night riding was a struggle for me so i had assigned my sleeping time uh, around 2 to 4 to because uh, okay. like 6:30 it used to the sun used to set so 6:30 to 2 i used to you know pull myself and then mm. i used to pull over and sleep and uh, even if i get up by 3:30 and start riding by 4 uh, the sun is up in the nar so yeah i always yeah. i never wanted to sleep in the daylight i always mm. wanted to clock more in the daylight so yeah i assigned my sleep hours that way and so what happened this time like anantapur i couldn't cover a lot of distance due to heat and uh, winds climbs uh, yeah also. and complete climbs mm. so one and uh, the worst case was in the sun, uh, sunset the night it was a night time and mm. uh, you know uh, I, literally my uncle used to say like uh, look at that truck that truck's uh, tail light are disappearing means there is a uh, downhill from yeah. there so once i used to mm. re- reach the crest of the same climb i used to see the truck again climbing and i was like <laughs> kai <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, such experiences and uh, the same night i had tremendous bad hallucinations in which um, uh, i was given a sleep so in that what happened was uh, i start i was riding and uh, i asked my uncle on the communication unit cardo unit that um, uh, where are all the other riders where are my teammates i am riding a team event right and uh, you know he was like no you are not riding and i i, I told him that uh, are we in kashmir like we i, I guess we are climbing a, a ghat mm. in kashmir i could see snow on both the sides of the roads and mm. yeah i to i should i was talking to him like you know uh, i should be careful because it would be slippery you know the snow is melting he was like what snow what are you talking about he just told yeah. me that you are the solo rider and it's all you you are approaching bangalore just so keep going and you know i i was just not able to consolidate myself but there my dad uh, my uncle uh, made me <laughs> understand that what's the current situation yeah. what's the scenario and brought me into consciousness i guess so yeah. let me ask you this question how do you stay focused while you are hallucinating i don't know because <laughs> because it's not like you are riding indoors you are not strapped to an indoor trainer you are riding very well on the roads there may be potholes there may be oncoming traffic yeah there may be a tree there may be turns yeah so basically in yeah. india there can be anything coming in between you so so what i experienced uh, was hallucinating in the current scenario like uh, you know i would see the same road the, the turns i would follow the proper turns i would follow the signs of the road i would uh, i would dodge a pothole but i will mm. i will see the roads uh, both the sides covered with snow i would yeah. see for around five riders riding with me mm. lead, lead pace in a lead pace format ah yeah so but uh, you know the same road like uh, mm. if you are playing a video game you can add a mod to it so what happens in that scenario just like that <laughs> <laughs> hmm it was somewhat like that interesting yeah mm-hmm. 
So hmm. after hallucinating, you know, they uh, the the motivation for me to reach Bangalore was that I would I will get to get, sleep on a bed because the other crew, other half of the crew which was waiting over there uh, on a hotel which was just on the road, and it would hmm. it would be you know after so many days I would get to sleep on a bed, and I was yeah, totally yeah. sleepy that time, completely sleep deprived, which led me hmm. to such hallucinations, and I was just battling myself to you know overcome the climbs and just not sleep. Hmm. I slept mm. though I slept there for 45 minutes and so I was um, I was supposed to reach there uh, at night uh, somewhere in midnight yeah. uh, but um, uh, taking care into the conditions I I I reached Bangalore at 6:22 a.m. Mm. and uh, I was so happy that I will get to sleep now I just unclipped my shoes I stopped there I was just getting out of my bike that I saw the other crew was already ready and they you know tr- persuaded me like anything they showed me a lot of love right. and because i was not in a state to ride at all and mm-hmm. I, I i came here with the motivation to sleep on a bed <laughs> but they you know uh-huh. they just they uh, kehte na sab cheez back on road yeah i i didn't went off road <laughs> i was not allowed to i they just uh, you know they persuaded me and they made me realize that if i sleep over here i will take uh, i will uh, obviously sleep for an hour or two at least and then i'll take mm. another 3 hours to cross the city of bangalore which uh, because of the traffic yeah but if i don't sleep and i cross bangalore so i will save that time so somehow you know i i don't know how i did it but i just kept yeah. riding then in mm. bangalore bharatpanu sir came to me which was you know a great push to me yes how i did it i don't know but you know i just crossed i just kept riding and i met bharatpanu sir bharatpanu sir came to meet me he got some alu paratha for me I had them, you know. I, I, I to keep myself awake, they gave me alu parathas while riding. They made yeah. a roll, and I was riding. So after crossing Bangalore, uh, we entered Hosur. Hosur, mm. then Hosur, I got to sleep. You know, fortunately. <laughs> But <laughs> and from there, Kanyakumari was exactly around six forty kilometers. Hmm. And a matter of six forty kilometers is equal to DC. What I saw it like. Yeah. Twenty four hours. Exactly. So I. I, not exactly 24 hours but i planned, more than yeah that. i i thought that uh, if i if whatever a distance i uh, whatever time i take to cover this distance from here to kanyakumari if i subtract 9 hours that would be what i would take to do dc that's what that was my calculation at the time hmm i so at hosur i just slept for 45 minutes Hmm. Because of the excitement, you know, it's just six forty yeah. kilometers to go. Hmm. Like in spite of being so much sleep deprived, I just slept for forty minutes, and hmm. I again started riding, which was a mistake, I guess, <laughs> because okay. the last night um, approaching Kanyakumari, uh, like the next uh, distance, was, uh, the next destination was obviously Kanyakumari. I decided that not to sleep now. That this twenty four hours, I'm going to grind like anything. So hmm. once I woke up over there in Hosur. Uh, I slept around 7:30 and I woke up around. I was again riding around 8:30, and after 8:30, I around, uh, you know, I was fresh. I was so fresh that I covered the next 200 kilometers in seven hours. Hmm. So now, wow. Yeah, but what happened after seven hours was a depressing thing because the sun went off <laughs> again, yet again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the sun and it was me cold in that patch yeah later on it was cold nights. like all nights mm. were cold and all days were hot all days mm. i remember there was no day where i didn't use an ice jacket and there was no mm. night where i didn't use uh, you know thermals and all those uh, warm mm. clothes 
so like all the uh, circumstances and situations this night was cold <laughs> i was feeling yeah. sleepy <laughs> tremendously mm. sleepy this this night was you know the the worst night i would say like obviously the bangalore's night was really tough but this was mm. also equally tough because yeah there was uh, there was fortunately elevation loss because from 900 meters i had to come to zero at kanyakumari ah. mm. so that was something right. a positive point but still uh, you know that i was had- a lot of fatigue the fatigue mm. was settled mm. a lot and uh, I, i i was just not ready to ride you know i used to pull mm. over after every 3 kilometers there were there were times when i used to pull over after every 3 kilometers that nahi yaar nahi ho raha and uh, i'm so sleepy i'll just fall off and all these things but they you know they used to uh, keep me pushing that at times they used to get angry mm. and all uh, yeah. yeah so uh, just pushing me running besides me you know doing whatever the crew can for me jumping dancing singing on the roads <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. because and that that day it was really tough for me like um, because i was not able to ride about 22 25 and i am someone who doesn't rides a below 20 25 mm-hmm. like yeah so whenever i am riding i am at least 25 kmph and then may may it be a climb or whatever i don't care but because i just can't ride below that speed and you know that was something which was tiring for me uh, like i was not able to push myself beyond that speed you know and hmm. i was mentally mentally almost dead physically to i was at long back <laughs> <laughs> but uh, somewhere i had that in mind that uh, we are so close and we can't just you know give up then again yeah. i was just visualize myself so from the day one before starting my event i was visualize i, I had visualized myself celebrating at kanyakumari hmm. so that was which you know i did it every day so that was which helped me a lot and simil the same thing i used to visualize over here i used to call up my one uh, great friend of mine you know uh, she used to yeah. be uh, encouraging me and all those things later on um, i i i got messages voice messages voice mails from my teachers my friends childhood all those people all those people who mattered to me a lot and you mm. know it made a great difference i i used to like there were emotional breakdowns Uh, around uh, i remember myself crying for hours four four times in this expedition so mm. yeah there were two twice of them were to on the last day on the last night mm. and you know this these things kept me going but um, unfortunately uh, at a point i was so sleepy that i was going to go and bang on the divider they and my crew was like honking from the support vehicle a lot they were shouting ki om right om right om right and there they decided that the, fortunately this was going on left side if you would have gone on right side it would be a, yeah. anything so mm. it wasn't safe and they made me sleep over there uh, and uh, what happened was i slept there for 4 hours hmm and after 4 hours when i woke up uh, i just had 10 hours to complete it in record time and i had 286 kilometers to do so after riding around 3400 3300 kilometers you have to ride the last two to around 300 kilometers with an average of 28.6 yeah it was hell of a challenge but uh, kabir kabir was someone who stood by me he encouraged me that you know you can do this and uh, you know this is the same experience which kabir narrated on the podcast about his finishing of ram okay <laughs> so the last 200 kilometers uh, was supposed to be done in How many? How many hours? Yeah, I guess it was also uh, there. Also, on the last two hundred kilometers, he needing needed an average of twenty six. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
so over here he persuaded me he, he you know encouraged me and uh, mm. at that point you know all my crew all the people were just had given up uh, yeah. and uh, it just impossible but i had that in my mind that i have to do it so i just uh, got on the saddle and started riding then the crew followed me and uh, you know uh, now i had a sleep of 4 hours and mm. everything was positive i w- once i get to sleep nicely i i am damn fresh uh, yeah. yeah so and the second thing was that sun was up <laughs> the sun was coming <laughs> up slowly slowly yeah. i was just mm. i was looking at it and you know I, and uh, also i had to you know just mm, no there was no elevation gain like very less right. elevation gain as compared Sealer. to elevation loss yeah mm. like it doesn't mean that you you just have flats and downs you do have rolling terrain but still mm. comparatively you, you are not gaining a lot of elevation right yeah these things were there so you know i dis- i just uh, believed in my legs actually at that time because mm. uh, i told my legs that see guys you belong to all the racing scenario and you know to mm. you 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 have it in your you know in your veins to ride ride at the speed of 40 45 and like anything because whenever we we used to give our national selections our average for you know around 20 km time yeah. trial or yeah. something would be like 14 year 42 45 so mm. i just told my legs that you know you have that it's your muscle memory which you just need to recover and uh, get it back you know right so i did i did, i just used to target 40 kilometers and mm. uh, because i was fresh you know I, i i was enjoying that speed because after a long time i was riding with uh, that speed so consistently um, mm. and i was just uh, you know i i believed i was flying <laughs> mm. yeah so i i just enjoyed that patch but uh, there was a uh, tension because um, it was a a long route it was not just 40 kilometers but it was around yeah. 280 kilometers so i mm. just but i distributed it in patches of 40 kilometers i focused on those 40 kilometers then uh, first so in first in first hour from the, from there i covered 38 kilometers in the second hour i covered 40 kilometers means and then because of uh, this my average from 28.6 came to 26 then uh-huh. later on later on in the third hour it came uh-huh. to 23 then i uh-huh. i knew so that I, i am doing it and i'm going to do it and mm. yeah uh, i just did that so i just had one uh, washroom break from there to kanyakumari i was mm. all riding and you know i since all those time uh, that last uh, 200 kilometers 300 kilometers were like i have i had to give it all what i have like this is it is now or never mm. do or die situation and uh, i i was just giving it all i was doing all that i could and uh, yeah fortunately i created a buffer of 2 hours and finished it uh, nicely mm-hmm. amazing yeah and how was your crew back there so a crew of course uh, makes or breaks your race exactly so i always say i always say that it's not uh, achievement of om it's rather the achievement of team om because you know yeah what i did was just pedaling all mm. everything uh, was done by crew you know like even make, yeah. making me pedal was done by crew because they used to you know mm. do anything for me they used to uh, uh, get down uh, do squats do push ups yeah. do crunches mm. on the roads when i was riding just to encourage mm-hmm. me they used to dance like anything they used to sing the favorite songs of mine mm. uh, they used to talk rubbish to me just to keep me awake mm-hmm. yeah these things were something you know uh, it's all like right from changing my bib shorts right from uh, waking wear wear socks 
these things are so there there was there were instances where you know i i used to sleep and uh, in my sleep only they used to make me ready for and just i used to yeah. just get up and sit on the saddle that's what mm-hmm. I, i want to do like such a dedicated crew who works for you selflessly is you know just a blessing and crew can either win you a race or lose you a race as you very well said yes yes yeah it's uh, really true uh, yeah. crew is an essential in such ultra events and uh, i was blessed mm. with the best crew i guess anyone any ultra cyclist can dream of mm. yeah so my friends you know purvansh right purvansh balbhim kamde who was a, a filmmaker for me uh, who was uh, yeah. filming me continuously he he hmm. he he was someone who you know talked to me a lot in all my situations yeah. he he used to just you know talk to me anything like out of interest of cycling but you hmm. know it used to keep me going purvansh uh, yeah. purvansh yeah. was someone who massaged me a lot he used to do anything i want hmm. everyone you know my dad my uncle they used to just uh, show a lot of love like i would say like my uncle and i had a, a best friend relation even before the Uh, expedition but i saw yeah. a total different uh, side of affection from him in during this expedition uh, which mm. i don't uh, think i would have experienced any time in my life so yeah mm. it creates lifetime experience moments uh, beautiful emotional moments there are breakdowns yeah. but you need to hang on and keep going yeah mm. so of course uh, such an experienced uh, riders themselves uh, being a part of your team yeah it definitely uh, you know gives you a boost to do even better exactly uh, you said that this was your first ultra cycling event yeah. and you haven't done anything before uh, this one so did you do any 1000 plus events before doing this no no nothing nothing to <laughs> it was maximum so, was 555 in 24 hours i attempted yeah, at 36 yeah. hours but uh, due to food poisoning i had to leave it between i had lose motions which one a 36 hour simulation i tried like just like 24 okay. hours but uh, okay. due to lose motions i had to stop Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how did you reach to a stage of doing three thousand six hundred? That to very for the very first time breaking the records. Would you suggest anyone else to try it out? Yeah, sure. But with uh, fair means and uh, nice training. <laughs> of course. But how yeah. did you get there? So, because to to do uh, a ride this long, you need to have some experience. So, yeah. So, if I am dreaming of race across America. and there i have to ride around 4860 kilometers so there has to be a first time always you know you, you just yeah. can't always have that pleasure of being experienced in everything so i just took it as a challenge and i always had mm. that uh, you know mental preparation for that no i have to do it and at any cost I, the main thing main motto of mine was that at any cost i have to get back the record in margin family from where it was started mm. so that was a boost to me i had phenomenal crew and i was you know supposed to I was willing to do anything for it, and that attitude is something which got me doing this. I guess wonderful. Uh, that's great, Om. So, Om, how are you recovering now? What was your recovery phase? Because after yeah. doing such a mighty task, you would need some good amount of recovery. So, what was your recovery like? Yeah, so I had faced problems like knee pain and uh, tremendous saddle soreness. Uh, mm. which uh, recovered after after my expedition ended like i had knee pain from the very second day and uh, till till the last day but mm. uh, i was riding with that knee pain uh, and saddle soreness were worst until fifth day after but after fifth day you know i, I was like i don't uh, you know i don't uh, accept you as a part of my body so you do whatever you want to pain something something like that i don't i don't know i don't know you <laughs> so you mm. know i just ignored it that way 
and the because saddle soreness were the worst and but but uh, you know after fifth day even the skin creatinized and uh, it it gets uh, better yeah so the saddle soreness and knee pain thing got recovered easy, uh, after i uh, you know uh, i was still i am still resting after rest yeah after rest mm. so from yesterday i got back on the bike uh, mm. but um, uh, like the ulnar palsy that i got uh, the uh, ulnar palsy is something like uh, uh, the finger movements get restricted my finger mm. i have numbness so i have just mm. gained sensation a few days back and i could do movements like i couldn't grip grip objects i didn't had that strength now i'm developing that strength but uh, still the abduction and adduction of the fingers is not happening very good uh, but which will happen it may take time around 2 months or so but let's hope for the best <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh, these things are something which uh, are uh, really of concern but they will recover and recovery is going good as of as far now and i am getting back on my saddle so are you doing anything special for recovery or is it just rest no it's rest and physiotherapy hmm yeah physiotherapy and the ultrasound treatments and all hmm hmm yeah. right so what's next for you i guess ram other than ram no nah. <laughs> nah. anything in between like i actually have just finished with my first semester uh and uh, my i would be taking my second semester physically because my first semester was online due to covid and my university yeah. is wichita state university in kansas in the united states i am doing my bachelor's of sports management so mm. uh, i would be going there uh, uh, this january and uh, i actually wanted to do this ultra spice and but uh, i wouldn't be here it's in feb yeah it's mm. in feb i would be going in january Uh, so mm. let's see if i could do some ram qualifier or some event in i would be doing some events in united states as if they would be uh, accessible and feasible for me uh, mm. uh, the major uh, thing as of now in my mind is just ram nothing else but do you need an rq when you have done this uh, like there are people record, right? there are people on ohio ram show uh, like the leak reader and just into uh who have mm. announced uh, like uh, already ram qualified but um, i i am not sure because uh, it's not official yet and i would not make it public because uh, it's not from rick bottling <laughs> i have yeah. i have, yeah so uh, i would like to tell you that uh, my world ultra cycling uh, association has uh, granted me this record uh yeah oh, wow. so already uh, it was on, on the name of bharat panu sir and now it's uh, mm. my name <laughs> so yeah Uh, it just the confirmation just yeah thank you so much the confirmation just came three days ago and yeah guinness will also that's wonderful happen good mm-hmm. uh, nice and fast I guess <laughs> that's wonderful Om uh, thank you for joining us and uh, taking out your time uh, sharing your experiences and I'm sure our listeners too have found some great inspiration from your journey and adventure yeah. and i wish you the best i hope you uh, you do something really amazing once again and share it with the world till then uh, listeners this is it for this episode i'll be back very soon with another exciting guest and another exciting episode about cycling and triathlon till then make sure you dm us what you thought about this episode on hit the road pod at instagram or facebook or wherever you are hooked on to and yes if you are not subscribed to our podcast do subscribe on eblog media website or wherever you um, you, you access your podcast from we are there everywhere geo savan spotify gana apple podcast google podcast castbox you name it and we are there so make sure you subscribe 
सो दैट यू गेट नोटिफाइड वेन वी कम नेक्स्ट दैट्स इट फ्रॉम मी गुड बाय बाय थैंक यू सो मच